You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Inside Purple and Gold. Welcome back to Inside Purple and Gold. I'm Dane Mizutani breaking down the Vikings 33-30 to overtime victory over the Buffalo Bills. Craziest game I've seen in quite some time. Actually, the only crazier game that comes to mind right away is the Minneapolis Miracle where Case Keenum found Stephon Diggs up the right sideline in the playoffs and Stephon Diggs took it to the house for what still lives as the greatest moment that U.S. Bank Stadium has ever seen. Um, new stadium. So, but yes, it that game comes to mind. The Chiefs-Bills epic last year in the playoffs where I think Patrick Mahomes had like 13 seconds left to drive the length of the field and he did it and the Chiefs won um, after just this complete slugfest back and forth game. That game comes to mind, but those games are both playoff games. We're talking regular season. I've never seen anything like what we just saw on Sunday. So I wanted to break down the three moments that kind of stood out to me above the rest. I talked to at length about all of, you know, what happened in the game, how we kind of arrived at that 33 to 30 overtime victory. But I wanted to give a little bit more credence to just how wild this game was. So let's, let's go back. Let's talk about, First, the craziest moment to me, we're just going to go in, in, in chronological, or not chronological, but ranked order, one through three. I got to talk about number one first um, because I can't get it out of my head. It's the Justin Jefferson catch. I, I know that there were other plays that meant more and obviously the Josh Allen fumble and the fumble recovery in the end zone, but like, if we're just talking about like sheer awe, like when I watched the play, I was awestruck by what happened. It was the Justin Jefferson 33 yard catch up the right sideline on fourth and 18. It just doesn't make sense. You have to go rewatch that play over and over again for it to even start to make sense. It was not a 33 yard catch. It was a 32 yard catch, but just watching Justin Jefferson contort his body in a way that even allowed him to reach up and grab the ball is like, okay, if you did that in a field by yourself and you still managed to come down with that and catch the ball, I'd be like, wow, that was an incredible catch. 
the fact that he did it at fourth and 18 with the game on the line with a defender draped around his back, it's the greatest catch I've ever seen. It really is. I don't. The Odell Beckham catch at the goal line that everyone knows and talks about gets all the play as like the catch, the greatest catch ever. Um, there's other catches that obviously had bigger implications, you know, the immaculate reception, the Minneapolis miracle, but the David Tyree catch helmet catch in, in the Super Bowl, like all those were incredible in their own right and deserve to be talked about, but they were incredible because of kind of the, what was on the line in those moments. If we're just talking about sheer difficulty, like Justin Jefferson's catch, I don't know how anyone in the history of the world moving forward will make a catch that is more difficult than that one. Just go back and watch it. Um, I can't really even talk about it that much more because it's like, it doesn't translate to me speaking about it and showing how I, I can't, I cannot speak to how incredible of a catch it was, but that was the moment that stood out above the rest for me. When I think back to this game, I will think about that Justin Jefferson catch and thank God the Vikings won because a 33 to 30 victory means that catch can be kind of associated with the win. If it was associated with the loss, you'd still think about it as a great catch, but you'd be like, they lost that game. Um, now, when you kind of reference that in, in your in your mental, you can say that was a impossible catch that he made possible, and it helped the Vikings win a football game. That's number one for me. That was the craziest thing to happen in this game. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Number two is is Josh Allen fumbling at the one-yard line. Like, impossible. The Vikings lost the game. Everyone was like, all right. It was 27-23. They turned the ball over. Buffalo essentially just has to kill the clock, and the game is over. The, The Bills' official Twitter account even tweeted, like, fourth down stop, game over. Um, Freezing cold takes had some fun with that. But the fact that Josh Allen could not get the center to quarterback exchange in his hands was one thing. The fact that the ball ended up in their own end zone with a opposing player, a Vikings player, Eric Kendricks on top of that football is a completely different thing. If it's a fumble forward and Josh Allen bobbles the snap, corrals it, gets down at the one yard line and, and they try and do it again. That would have been like, wow, that was, that was a close one. If even if he fumbles it into the end zone, covers it up, the the Bills take a safety on the play, and the Vikings then get the ball back down two with an opportunity to kick a field goal to win the game. That's like would have been an unfortunate turn of events for the Bills, but something they probably would have lived with, knowing the alternative was Eric Kendricks literally recovering a fumble in the end zone 
for a touchdown that gave the Vikings a three-point lead. Um, it, it's something where the game was over, and then it wasn't. The Vikings went from being 7-2, and two, having just fought tooth and nail with the Buffalo Bills and lost by four. They went from that to up three and on the verge of eight and one. Obviously, the game got into overtime and the Vikings prevailed. But that swing in that moment was something I will also never forget. Um, it is part of this whole thing that was this incredible game that I think a lot of people are going to stick with. It's going to stick with a lot of people for a long, long, long time. Last thing that stands out to me is just Josh Allen's interception at, at the end of the game. Um, Josh Allen has had a propensity early in his career, or he had a propensity early in his career, as a gunslinger that was unafraid to take risks, and a lot of times that came back to bite him. Last year, everything kind of came together, and he took the leap from great to elite and avoided some of these costly mistakes. You've seen it now in like three or four straight weeks where Josh Allen and these risks that he's taking are going the other way and proving to be detrimental for the Bills. Hard to believe they're six and three. They're actually third in the AFC West right now, which is crazy to think about for a team that was supposed to be the Super Bowl favorites. But Josh Allen's interception, like that's number three for me, like talking about things that I'm going to remember about this game, largely because it was the final play of the game, largely because it was a walk-off interception for Patrick Peterson. But like just the decision to throw the ball is beyond me. He had another interception earlier in the game where it's kind of hard to blame him for this one because Sean McDermott decided to go for it on fourth down, essentially saying like, we're going to either score a touchdown or we're going to lose the ball. So Josh Allen bought time, rolled to his right, threw it in the end zone, picked off by Patrick Peterson, kind of a premonition of sorts, but it was like defensible because what else is Josh Allen supposed to do there? Like, it's fourth down. You decided to go for it rather than take the points. Like he's just trying to make you look good there. The one at the end of the game though, in overtime, man, the bills are losing by three and they're at the 20 yard line with Tyler Bass, a very, very good kicker, more than capable of tying the game at that point. It's second and 10 from the 20 yard line. If it's not there, if, if it's not there in the end zone, don't throw it, throw it out of the back of the end zone. Throw it into the ground, live to see another day. Instead, Josh Allen just rifles it to Gabe Davis, who is well covered, and Patrick Peterson cuts over the top of it, intercepts it, and the game is over. So that's going to stick with me too. Just like the game could have been tied, and then all of a sudden it was done. So those are the three. Justin Jefferson's incredible catch that I say will be the catch of the year. I just don't see anything rivaling it. That was one. Number two, Josh Allen fumbling at the goal line. Eric Hendricks falling on top of it for a touchdown. Just a massive swing. That's number two. And number three, Josh Allen throwing a pick, a walk-off interception. That's number three. Those three things, if you had 30 seconds to talk about this game, I think you could talk about those three plays, and it would kind of tell everything that needed to be told. Um, But luckily for you, I just talked for 40 minutes about this game. Um, It was crazy. It's something I don't know if we'll see a game like this again this year. I, I highly doubt we will. 
Um, but at the end of the day, the Vikings take a 33 to 30 overtime win over the Bills. They are eight and one. They are running away with the NFC North as we speak. And damn it, they are Super Bowl contenders. Like I said, um, it sounds weird to say when you use the Vikings and Super Bowl contenders in the same sentence because of all the heartbreak that has kind of followed them around all these years. But they're an eight and one football team that continues to win games in the fashion that elite football teams win games. And they're doing that time and time and time again. So who are we to say they're not elite? The Vikings are Super Bowl contenders. They are eight and one. They just polished off a 33-30 victory over the Buffalo Bills. That is all we have for tonight's episode. It's 10 o'clock. This thing will get up, and you will listen to it either tonight, late into the hours, or tomorrow when you're on your way to work um, to just digest what was a crazy game. So thank you for joining me on this one. We'll be back Tuesday to kind of break down what all of this means. Then we'll be back Thursday to talk about Dallas and then that game and another huge game for, for the NFC standings. Um, All of that and more when we return later this week, in the meantime, get some rest, pop in the podcast, put it in the headphones, fall asleep to it, wake up to it for all we care. Just give it a listen because this game deserves to be spoken about, listened to um, throughout the rest of this week, at least Um, craziest game I've ever seen. That's all I got. I'm Dane Mizutani. Signing off for Inside in Purple and Gold. We'll be back later this week with more.